What is up, everybody? My name is Chase Riley. I run CR Media. I wanted to come on here really quick and just say thank you for downloading the content, listening to the podcast, showing some love and support. We greatly appreciate it. Whether you're listening to the I-70 Hot Tag Podcast or you're listening to Bad Booking, um, we appreciate your support no matter what. If you guys can, do us a huge favor. Go to the I-70 Hot Tag Podcast links in the description. Make sure you follow us on all those social media links and hit the notification bell so you never miss anything. And if you can, go to the CR Media's link tree and do the exact same. We want to continue providing great content for you guys, and we just appreciate your support. Enjoy the show, and if you guys have any comments or any feedback, please let us know. Thank you. And now, CR Media presents the I-70 Hot Tag with your host, Chaos Chase, and the real Josh Elliott. What is going on, everybody? How are we this evening? What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining in. This is the I-70 Hot Tag. Yes, yes. So, um... This is episode, what are we on? Episode three? This is episode four. Episode four. Episode four. Fantastic. So we we had a very special, uh, we have a very special show lined up for everybody. Um, You know, before uh, before we get into all that stuff, um, for those that aren't familiar, for those listening who aren't live, um, this is just a quick rundown of what the I-70 hot tag is about. What the I-70 hot tag is about is the I the Interstate 70 that flows through Missouri and Kansas. We take stops at local independent wrestling promotions in the state of Missouri and in the state of Kansas to put them put them over, if you will. I don't like to use that term because I know there is a uh, there is a show called Putting You Over. Um, very uh, fr- friends of friends of mine, and uh, they do a fantastic job. But that's what we do. Um, we uh, we want to elevate um, talent in the Missouri and Kansas area uh, that people may not know about um, if you're not local or if you are local. Um, because we are firm believers in supporting uh, local wrestle, local professional wrestling, um, and that's something we uh, we like doing. So. Um, to get all the, the knick-knack paddywhacks wax out of the way, um, my name is Chase. I run CR Media. You can find me on social media, on all social medias, at the tag right there. Um, Josh gets mad when my, when my shirt is flipped, so now I'm all jacked up. So this is... This is so weird. <laughs> so yeah, you can find, you can find Chase at... CR Media 1988. That's the tag. Um, and uh, Josh, where uh, where can everybody find you at, sir? Uh, they can find me at the real Josh Elliott on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, I also run the I seventy Hot Tag uh, in- Instagram pages, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find that um, again at the I seventy Hot Tag. 
Um, you can also, uh, if you're listening to this live version, if you want to listen to it as a podcast form, we are on all the major platforms, uh, Google podcast, Apple stitcher, Spotify. Um, so we're on all those, all those platforms. So you can download us in a, uh, in an audio form rather than, uh, if, if you can't join us live, so we'll be there yes. as well. Absolutely. And you know, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Anchor showed this to me one of the last times I uploaded Bad Booking, uh, my podcast that I do that's about mixed martial arts, boxing, and professional wrestling. Uh, just want to plug that real quick. But last time I uploaded an episode, Anchor told me that Spotify is now supporting videos. So uh, nice. no longer have to um, no longer have to worry about downloading the audio version from Restream and, and uploading it that way. You can just upload the video to Anchor, and Anchor will distribute the audio and the video to Spotify. Nice. So, nice. Well, I want to say before we get before we kick this thing off, um, you know, you said you talked about bad booking. Um, so we got bad booking. You've got the I seventy hot tag, AEW recap show, James Howe Chiefs talk. So I think you should change your tag to Conrad Junior. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> coming for him <laughs> and uh the, this was uh, this was just for fun um talking about the kansas city chiefs is how it started out and now it is um yeah yeah now it's uh <laughs> i mean to the to the moon so um it, if you're watching um you can see that i am not in my room I am in Dr. Strange's uh, Emporium, uh, Sanctum Emporium, or whatever it's called. Uh, and the reason why that is, is because my wife wanted to take me to go see Dr. Strange tonight, um, and I had to politely decline. And so since I can't go see Dr. Strange tonight, um, I'm in the... I am in the uh, the Sanctium Emporium tonight. So nice, nice. Yeah, we got uh, we got we got plans to go uh, to go watch that on Friday the thirteenth. Actually, so um, we will be uh, in attendance and so, and my wife so bold and I. Strategy. Gonna... <laughs> it's a bold strategy. Yeah. Gotten. <laughs> yep, we got we got babysitters, so we are uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go see uh, some Doctor Strange. So um, I think he's ready, man. You want to introduce him? Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, we've been, we've been promoting them all week. We've got a, uh, we got our first guest on the, uh, the I 70 hot tag, um, a young rising star in the Kansas city independent wrestling scene. Both chase and I, uh, recently saw him at the DWF, uh, CSW event, um, a couple, about a month ago, back on April 9th, I believe it was, uh, he wrestled in a fun pre-show match. Um, you know, I was first introduced to him um, on a podcast called uh, it was it was the Eight Bit Three D, where Kevin WK and Michael Reed hosted. He then went on to a podcast with them, and he would co-host that. That was called Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. Um, so, without further ado, this is straight from his po- uh, straight from his Facebook page. Please welcome the Iron Clanging, Head Banging, Kickstart to Your Heart, Doctor Feelgood himself. The hair metal heartthrob Dallas Cade. Yay! What's up? Am I in? Am I yeah. hurt? 
Am I visible? Yes. Wow. Yes. Jesus. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I apologize for my tardiness. You're no, good that's God. okay. That's I, okay, man. I did not know that I was going to have to kick this much dust off the old podcasting equipment because, <laughs> whew, man, I, I, I could not find one. There wasn't one step in the process that I couldn't run into some kind of hiccup. That, hey, man, better late than never, right? I, I suppose. Uh, thank you guys for buying me some time, uh, for being patient. Thank you, everybody that's watching, that's listening. Uh, but here I am. I finally made it. Right. We are here. Go. And thank you for such an introduction. My word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, he had had that one planned out for uh, ever, since, uh, ever since you said it. So we've had our rundown and <laughs> And he had that whole paragraph written for you. So, uh, hell yeah, man! I appreciate it. It reminds me of the days where I used to have old uh, Captain Midnight reading that off literally every night at a journey show. So, really? <laughs> oh yeah, he man. I one time like it got to the point where I almost printed off like my own personal index card just to like give to him and be like, "Here you go, man," so you don't have to keep like remembering it. Is he? Uh, is he still? Uh, is he still announcing? What's he doing now? Um, I don't know, man. I think he's from uh, Iowa. I think so. Um, he's either been doing stuff up there, or you know, doing his own personal thing. Um, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in a in quite a while, but um, I do miss him. He's uh, one of the, like the coolest. Uh, most quality announcers I think I've come across um, in my my short stint in this wrestling world. Um, he's definitely one of the best. And I don't know if he is taking any bookings, but if he does uh, decide to do that again or is, then any show should do what they can to get a quality announcer like uh, Captain Midnight. Awesome. So uh, Dallas wanted to ask you, um, you know, we've got uh, some interview questions for you, um, of course. you know, uh, to help, you know, help, uh, help you out and uh, help us out as well. Um, after the interview is done, do you want to stick around and talk about uh, Journey Pro or do, do you got a. Uh, well, I mean, do? I've you guys have got me. I know I've uh, I've obviously cut into some of your time by being so tardy, but uh I'll definitely, I'll do my best to make up for that. Um, uh, as far as covering journey, I can do my best. I wasn't there. Um, I obvious, I know, like I tweeted this, so I don't know if anybody that doesn't follow me on Twitter, uh, knows this or not, but, um, I caught influenza right before the weekend. So I was dealing with that. I could not be there. Um, it took me about three days to break a fever. So just, just as I was about to like hit that 24 hour mark where, um, I had start, you know, been able to finally maybe not be contagious. Even then it was still kind of like, ow, oh, but can I really be slamming people over my head? You know, um, yeah. I've, I've still even like as early as yesterday have been coughing, you know, just crap. So I wasn't there. Um, and it pained me in every fiber of my being not to be there because, uh, that's like two in a row now that I've missed, uh, 
previously due to COVID. And now, you know, I caught influenza, but, um, if you guys want me around to cover the journey stuff, I can talk about it, um, to the best of my abilities, but I wasn't I know, there. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I know you were, were you, did you watch the whole thing on Twitch or? I did. I watched, well, I watched as much as I could. Um, I watched, I think it was the latter half of night one. And then I'm pretty sure I watched all of night two um, live on the stream. Well, like I said, uh, you're more than welcome to, uh, you know, we would love to have you hang around if you, if you'd like, man. Um, Dallas, uh, you mentioned Twitter. Um, so where, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Well, while it is the bane of my existence and I have a very contentious, violent relationship with, uh, Twitter, I am on Twitter somehow still to this day at Dallas Cade. Um, that is, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge social guy. I don't use it, um, very consistently, very constantly. Um, but I do use it as a promotional tool. I put a lot of, especially when I have events to promote or stuff like that. Um, that's almost always it'll end up on socials. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Dallas Cade. Fantastic. Fantastic. So um, just to kind of get into this, um, tell us, who is Dallas Cade? Hmm, that is an excellent, very not at all broad, open-ended question. <laughs> Dallas Cade is the hair metal heartthrob. Uh, I'm I consider myself a bit of an old soul. Um, obviously, you know, somebody who tries to build their look and their vibe entirely on a subgenre that predates them. You kind of feel like maybe they're kind of into some of the classics, you know. Um, my parents raised me on, you know, John Hughes movies and uh, 80s rock. Um, my dad is a huge, like his favorite band, I think, of all time is Pink Floyd. Uh, he couldn't get me into Pink Floyd because I just, I don't know, I can't do Pink Floyd. But, you know, um, Motley, Poison, Guns N' Roses. Um, and then, I like, you know, sometimes the harder stuff too, Metallica, um, Iron Maiden. A lot of, you know, just like, it, I think it was mostly like Guitar Hero, you know, because I was a kid when Guitar Hero was all the rage. So like we were playing it nonstop, me and uh, my dad and my siblings. So I think that's where the love of the uh, the old music comes from. And then a couple of uh, buddies of mine, we were all just kind of joking around like, oh, yeah, you know, what if I just came out wearing like acid wash jeans and like, you know, the horribly smelling uh denim vests with all the patches on it and stuff and just you know totally bought into the whole um you know 80s rock fest traveler type and i kind of did that and it turned from a joke to the entire you know gimmick and uh that's kind of where we're at right now <laughs> fantastic uh so it you know to follow up on that question, I was going to ask what the inspiration behind the creation of Dallas Cade was. Mm. Um, I think you kind of answered that <laughs> unless you, uh, unless you have something that, you know, that, you know, you were sitting there one night and just kind of 
Oh no, it like it wasn't like a like a light bulb went off and then all of a sudden it hit me and it was just this picture perfect image. No, man, this was um this was something that I meticulously uh like some of the weirdest minute details uh I ironed out over the course of about a year um right before the pandemic and everything started. Uh Journey's first year, I spent the entire year trying to earn my way um, on into the bigger a bigger spot on the card through the scramble which was where journey did a lot of introducing um, you know out of town talent or uh, some younger talent guys to kind of throw them in front of the audience and see how the audience felt about them and that was that, that was the time period that I was really starting to like, come up with these ideas and you know using different rock music every night um and slowly just building uh layer upon layer to the look and sort of the the vibe how i would start to sort of uh <laughs> sort of act in the ring and a lot of things like that it, it it all developed gradually over about a year and still to this day uh i'm still adding to it i'm still trying to like maybe take stuff out, replace it with something else, see if this can't work better. Um, just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's a lot of what the creative process is. Um, and I don't think that's just specific to wrestling, you know? No, absolutely but, not. But yeah, I mean, it all started as a joke, you know? It was a joke yeah. between me and a couple of my friends. And then we just, you know, kept adding to the joke and it got funnier and funnier. And then I was like, you know what? If like if if we're if we're getting such a kick out of this, just talking about it, then maybe there's probably something to that. And then I started, you know, thinking about, OK, well, if I did do this, how would I do it and what would it look like and all those kind of things. And then I started implementing that. And then that was where the, the process sort of started. Right. Gotcha. So so how, how long have you been wrestling? I started training. Uh, the f summer out of high school, uh, July 27th in 2017, I think, was my first day of my tryout at the NWL. Um, I did a three-day camp, and after the camp, uh, the coaching staff offered me a spot in the school, and Nine months later, NWL very suddenly out of nowhere closed. And I was at a point in my uh, training process where I had started doing uh, matches on live events uh, that weren't televised sort of around, you know, the metro area. Um, I had done a match before we before we started our TV tapings at uh, Turner Rec Center. And uh, the coaches all kind of told me, yeah, you know, you're kind of at the point where you're just, you know, the biggest thing for you would probably be to start getting reps and start getting out there and traveling and trying to get booked and stuff. So that was what I did. And it was sort of very, well, here we go. Like it kind of just happened. Um, and that sort of has been, has been how it's been for the last, uh, what is it? Four years now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. A little over four years of active, uh, participation nice what uh what what got you into professional wrestling have you always been a fan since you were a kid or oh yeah you know i um 
my first introduction to wrestling was actually the video games. It was um, an old neighbor of mine when I was about like five or six years old. I had to be um, SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Um, and I remember it was that game because that was the time when Edge and John Cena were doing their uh, feud for the title. And Edge was the first pro wrestler I ever saw. And I was like, that to me was just what a pro wrestler looked like. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. And then the further I got into it, I was a, I was, I was the target demo for John Cena. I was like the, the eight-year-old kid with the t-shirt and the merch. It was like when he was doing uh, the chain gang stuff and he, he would still wear like the big chain and stuff, but he kind of ditched the thugonomics. Um, and I got super into it from there, you know, growing up, obviously it becomes less and less cool. So you kind of put your wrestling fandom sort of in the closet. And, uh, when I finally got big enough to where kids decided to stop picking on me, uh, I was like, you know what, I, maybe we don't need to like hide that as much anymore. And I started going to shows, um, in Kansas city. I went to my first raw when I was 13 for my birthday and I was like, I took a picture with a referee and I was like taller than him. Um, and then it sort of just fell out of the sky. Like everything lined up to where I knew it was, it would be ridiculous for me to pass up on this opportunity. Um, I was graduating high school, didn't really know exactly what I was going to do with, you know, the rest of my life. and. I took my brother to Comic-Con. He really wanted to go and he'd never been before. And I didn't know if it was necessarily for me because I'd like never been to anything like that. Uh, but Ric Flair was going to be there. So he was like, oh, come on, we can go meet Ric Flair. And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. That sounds kind of cool. So we go meet Ric Flair. We grab a picture. And towards the end of the day, we're both like, oh, I think we've seen everything. You know, like, oh, I think we're ready to go. Yeah. And we see this big, like, inflatable banner that was like, fight KC. And we we had no idea what we were looking at. And we both just bolted over there. And there's this big panel of, like, Dak Draper and uh, Maverick, Moonshine Mantel, you know. Um, I think Mike Outlaw was there. And they had, like, that big backdrop with, like, the logo on it and everything. Um, they had footage going on on this big TV. And I was like, whoa, is like local pro wrestling. I had never seen an indie before. I had never seen anything other than WWE. I knew there was other stuff out there, but I had never like actually seen it. You know what I mean? Um, So we talked to some of those guys and we got to like cut a really bad promo um, in front of like the backdrop and everything. And um. Gabe Miller, who was sort of like a commentator and uh, MC at the NWL, he was like, oh, you know, we have a school. You should like come try out at the school. And, you know, have you ever considered, you know, wrestling or whatever? And, you know, had that whole conversation. And then uh, I graduated. And then at the end of the summer, they posted on their social media that they were having this big tryout camp. And I was like, hmm. It's about a 45 minute drive from my house. Uh, I can totally just like go and do it. And it's right there. 
why not? You know, like it, it just, it felt like I would have been a fool not to, you know, like the opportunity right. was just laid out for me. And uh, it did sort of just feel like it fell right into my lap. And, you know, I had heard so many times about how people drove like three hours, you know, to a, a raggedy barn to train in like 110 degrees and then three hours back. And they did that forever. And I was like, I don't have to do any of that. I can drive 45 minutes to this really nice facility where they have weekly television and I can train there and be there for, you know, four or five days a week and learn from people who have been to places like WWE, who had been to Japan, who had done this for a living and were doing it for a living. And to uh, give you a long answer long, that's sort of how I got in there. It just nice. happened. <laughs> right on. Right on. We actually have a, uh, it's not showing up on the, uh, on the restream for some reason, but I've got it open on my, on my phone, we got a uh, someone in the chat wants to ask a question. Uh, Kyle Humbird wants to ask, uh, who has been your favorite? What, what's been your favorite match and your opponent? My favorite match of mine? Yes. Oh man. Um, hmm. It is very common in like performing industries. Like this isn't specific to wrestling. I have found for the talent or the performer be their own worst critic. Uh, you know, we're perfectionists and we want everything to be perfect and we're always looking for ways to improve. And there have been a lot of times where that made it really hard to even watch some of my stuff. Like I watch stuff from even like last year or a couple of years ago that I'm just, I cringe, you know, I'm just like, oh, I could have done this better and I could have done that instead of this. And oh, right here, I should have done that or whatever. And, you know, cause hindsight's 2020 and you can, you're always like, oh, why didn't I think of that? You know? Um, so it was really hard for me. Um, and it still is sometimes to watch my stuff back and just kind of like enjoy it. Um, oh, one of my favorites, gosh. Um, I would like to say that I haven't wrestled my favorite opponent yet because there are a lot of names that are sort of on my list, uh, because everybody has one and I haven't like, I haven't even touched my list, you know, um, it just hasn't, it just hasn't lined up that way. Um, but some of my favorite opponents so far have probably been um, the Enlightenment, the tag match I did. I've had one, maybe two tag matches against them. And, you know, they weren't anything crazy, but it was just like, it was good quality stuff and it was fun. Um, and they're both, Mike Seidel and Luke Lang, they're both incredible um, in terms of like in the ring. Gosh, they, they just... You know, they had, obviously, with recent events, it's very hard to talk about Langley in a positive light. Um, but, man, the Enlightenment was just, it was such a good act, as well as both of them being such smart in-ring uh, performers. It Oh, man. Um, they were a lot of fun. Um, 
I have only shared the ring with Christian Rose twice and very briefly both times. Once in a scramble in Journey's first year and once at in a triple threat with Langley at uh, Blip. I can't remember what show that was. Um, but both times, I I just felt like, oh, like, man, like just, if we like if I could have just gotten to sink my teeth a little deeper into him, like I, I can feel it. He and I one day, whenever our paths eventually cross, he I, I have a feeling that him, him and I is going to definitely be one of my favorites because I mean, God. He's so good. Like, uh, he's an amazing promo. He's a storyteller, which at my heart is what I try to be first and foremost with all, with any of my matches. Um, I try to put the story above everything. So he and I really sort of connect on that. And obviously he's the champ now. So that sort of raises that stake. Um and obviously, there's a lot of other names on my list, some of them more sentimental than others. Um, but probably my favorite match that I've had recently, and I, I'm just using this one because I remember it so well even now, was a last man standing match that I had in December. It was this big year-end uh, event in uh, Hutchinson, Kansas at Memorial Hall. And it was this... It was one of those buildings that's actually meant to be a venue for, you know, events. And I always just feel like those, those venues always sort of like stand out to me. Um, And and I, I don't really know uh, whatever reason why, but uh, it was this big blow off feud between me and um, um, Clayton Bloodstone. And there was this huge build of like, going back to a, a year before or, or even longer. And, you know, we just had to settle it last man standing and we brawled all over the building into like, there was a, there, there was sort of the, the floor seating. And then there was an elevated like bowl seating that went sort of around the, the ring. And we went up into the bowl back down. Like he threw me off the stage and we beat the hell out of each other. And, um, it was just like this, this, it was, I felt like I knew what I was sort of the way I described it was, I felt like I knew what I was doing for like the first time, um, <laughs> which, you know, sounds much more egotistical than I'm trying to make it sound, but not at all. Man. We, we sort of like, we had an idea, we had a mission for what we wanted to do and the, the, the story that we wanted to tell and the way we were going to do it. And it just, they were with us exactly where we wanted them to be at every like moment in the match. As we progressed, they were with us, they were with us. And by the end of it, um, when we got to the back, just sort of the, the feeling of, uh, some of the people in the locker room that watched that match who agreed that we did exactly what we set out to do. It just makes you feel good. You know, when you, when you go out there with this specific intent, with this purpose that you set out and you uh, prop, you properly achieve that man, it it's, it's, it's the why we do it, you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Dallas, I got a question for you really quick, man. What, uh, what is, what is that on the back of your chair? On the back of my chair? Oh, this? <laughs> I, did, I'm sure you know, which is why you asked. I, I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, I have two boys, man. Uh, my boys are 11 and 10, and they are huge, huge anime, anime guys. Really? Yes. Damn, uh, you let your 10-year-old my... watch Demon Slayer? <laughs> oh, Oh my man, yeah. I yeah. I'm not a parent, so don't let me yeah. tell you how to parent. But no, uh, I just my mom definitely wouldn't have let me watch something like Demon Slayer at 10 years old. That's the only nah, reason they, I'm I'm impressed. But um, but, but yeah, he uh, he actually went as he actually went as Demon Slayer uh, for Halloween, and he still wears it. Um, <laughs> my young and my youngest, my t- my 10 year old, he he wears it around the house all the time. Cool. He'd wear it to school if I'd let him but that's oh for sure especially that age yeah like they're so dude and it's it's so good man yeah i'm all about it right now i yeah like i'm not a huge anime guy but i have a friend who is and he knew how into um um avatar the last airbender i was um especially when they like threw it up during the pandemic like threw it on netflix so like i got my brother to watch it i got my other friend to watch it i was like you know, I, I think I watched it like 10 times um, in the last year or two. Like, it's absurd. And he knew how much I enjoyed that show. And he was like, you got to watch Demon Slayer. And I was like, all right, I'll watch Demon Slayer. And I've watched it three times since I, you know, the first time. Um, yeah, I like, I, I just, it's a really good show, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, like I said, he, um, he would go to school. Uh, but you know, I don't really care if anybody watching, watching this podcast, uh, you know, it, it, I don't really care if hey, man. that I'm a nerd. I'll be the first no. one to tell you. And a lot no, of, I, wrestlers I was just, are. I was just going to say, I just don't want the elementary teachers, uh, sending letters home. Like, <laughs> hey, I, I, I know what, I know what demon slayer is. <laughs> right. So, um, so kind of. On that subject of, you know, I hate using the word mainstream. I really do. Uh, But what is your opinion of the mainstream going on right now with WWE and AEW? Do you watch it? Do you follow it? Um, Well, you have to, right? Like, that would be like being in tech and not keeping up on Google. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like what the fuck do you mean? You're not going to keep up on Google. Why are you in tech? You know, (laughs) like you just, you just have to keep up, you know, you have to stay current and at the bare minimum, you, you know, you have to know what's going on. Um, there have been like recently, Wrapping up last year, I was going through a bit of a uh, episode of burnout, and I wasn't watching anything. Um, but the last like couple of months, I have been watching a lot. Um, I I watched. Gosh, I I knew I hadn't been keeping up on Dynamite, so I watched maybe half a dozen episodes of Dynamite, like back to back to back. Um. And I did the same thing with Rampage. I watched like 
four or five episodes of Rampage just to get caught up. Um, you know, I watched Mania. Um, and, you know, just like at the very least to stay current. And, um, you know, sometimes you watch different stuff for different purposes as like someone who's trying to do what they're doing. Yeah. Um, like sometimes I'm when I'm watching, I find that I'm more watching from the perspective of a wrestler than I am as a fan. And sometimes I'm like, dude, I don't I'm not I don't have the capacity for that. I'm just going to watch this right now as a fan. Um, and that's sort of what I that's what I've been choosing to do. Well, with a lot of WWE, especially lately, um, I haven't been watching a ton of Raw or SmackDown, but I'll watch like clips, you know, because they post a lot of like clips of stuff on their socials and on YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I'll watch stuff like that. Um, I AEW, for whatever reason, I have not missed a minute of, especially once I got caught up. And I think that's just because like that seems to be like, it, it's the new thing, right? So they're going to be doing a lot of experimenting and a lot of like trying different things out with the specific format of live national television. Um, so it, sometimes it's just curiosity, you know, just like, all right, like seeing what they're going to try next and seeing um, what they're, what they're finding works for them or what, what I notice they're sort of sticking to. Um, and, and just trying to like, pick up on stuff. You know what I mean? Um, it's sort of tricky to put into words, especially as somebody who is so young and knows so little, um, and who, and, and who has done nothing, you know, and, and who's trying to get to that level. Um, you sort of watch with a different perspective. Um, so yeah, it, it's just changed the way I've watched wrestling in general, you know? Um, I, in order to avoid some of that, uh, feelings of burnout, I try to be a little bit more selective of what I'm watching or of when I decide to sit down and watch stuff because I'm the kind of guy, no matter what it is I'm watching, if I'm going to watch something, I want to sit down and dedicate my attention to it. Um, it, a movie, a TV show, wrestling, whatever it is, you know, um, because I, I'm, I, I, I like picking up on the details. It sort of enhances the, the experience, you know? And like I said, I'm a storyteller first. So that's the sort of stuff that I kind of look for. Um, so yeah, I think yes. I try not to have an opinion on like, <laughs> on sort of, I guess the mainstream or the current product, just because who cares about my opinion? You know what I mean? Like, like you two shouldn't, nobody watching should, uh, just like you shouldn't care about what, uh, shit. I don't know. Like, I don't, it's, it's so weird what's going on right now. Like with the way people interact, especially with social media and everything. Yeah. No, I, I, Every, everything I, is still so weird. Like we're still coming out of like this pandemic where we're all just nothing's the same, you know? And peeps, you know, some people try to deal with that in different ways. And some people, you know, try to act like everything is back to normal and stuff like that. Things are not the same, you know? Yeah. And I think we're all just trying to like figure that out. 
Um, I'm definitely doing that. This has been a very like emphatic period of growth for me, not just pertaining to my career. Um, so yeah, you know, like I just, I'm going to summarize it with what Samoa Joe said recently. And I know, and I think, cause I remember everybody made a big deal about it. Like, especially as it pertains to like AEW fans and WWE fans and sort of the discourse between them. It's ridiculous. Just watch pro wrestling. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. I, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because, um, we, you know, we do a lot of social media and, you know, it's right. It's sort of a necessary evil. And, and it's crazy because, you know, wrestling is at its hottest point that I can think of. I mean, I'm 34 years old. It feels like it, right? I mean, when was the last time we had two, you know, traveling weekly nationally televised uh, shows, you know, it was back in the, you know, WCW. Yeah. And, and social media wasn't around then. So, you know, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to be that guy that's like, Oh, you know, we didn't have to deal with this 20 years ago, but I mean, you didn't have kids making TikToks and getting hundreds of thousand followers making wrestling content or 45 year old men or, 34 34 year old fat guys like (laughs) right nobody (laughs) yeah i mean it's a different time they're like it's this is there's been nothing like this period in human history you know yeah and you're gonna say that again 20 years from now you know like uh it's just it's just different um and yeah it's just sort of we all gotta like what we like and we gotta be cool with other people liking something different. Wrestling yeah, is flavors all, of ice cream, you know? Not everybody can like, like the same, the same flavors. Yeah, right. if we all like the same thing, it would be boring. It would. Um, so I, I want to ask, who, uh, you know, as far as AEW and WWE, and I'll even throw Impact in there, um, is there anybody that you watch that you kind of like just kind of smirk and get a twinkle in your eye and go, man, I'd love to have a match with him? Oh my god, almost anybody on TV. You kidding? <laughs> like, like like being being the 23-year-old haven't done anything desperate to like try to make it because you know, like like you'd be surprised not everybody is trying to like make it to where they're wrestling on television every week, you know? Not everybody's trying to make it to WWE where they got to wrestle 250 times a year. Um so like as somebody who is, you know, at least at some point in my life wants to try to like get to the point where I can at least be at that level and do this as my full-time uh, job. Like it's, it's just the perspective that I see it with. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like from that lens, obviously anybody I would, you know, love to just like be able to wrestle them because it would likely be there. You know what I mean? Um, but I'll, you know, for example, um, at Weekend at Journeys last summer, we had Alan Angels on our show. And Alan Angels and I spoke with um, the 3B guys after the show. And like, I didn't realize until after we had spoke, he and I are the same age. And we're oh, wow. or, or like close to it. I think he's like a couple years older than me, maybe something like that. He's like mid 20s at the oldest. And I was like, 
oh my god you know like it it just it was this like very eye-opening experience to talk to somebody who you know like is in that seemingly mystical place with a bunch of mystery that like is so elusive and nobody really knows anything about it because we're not there and all that kind of stuff um but as time has gone on I've also noticed how many people I've at least been in a locker room with that are now at places like AEW or WWE or, you know, like I was, <laughs> I was a little, you know, staff boy with my bright orange NWL staff shirt doing security while Eddie Kingston was wrestling hoodie Howlett in Overland park in 2018. And now look at where Eddie Kingston is. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow. You know, I was in the same locker room as him multiple times and there he is. And, uh, you know, I met Orange Cassidy right before he ended up going to AEW and I I felt like such a douche. I didn't even know it was Orange Cassidy when I met him um, <laughs> until he went out there that night. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like, it was when he had like the IWTV title run. And like, he was like the hottest guy on the Indies or, or, you know, I was like, I feel like such a douche, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know uh, just like I, one of the guys that I would train with multiple times a week at the TPC as a student, you know, who was, who like you know, could barely run the ropes uh, is working at AEW in a backstage capacity, you know, like. I never would have known any of that stuff was going to happen. Um, so to, to just to see it from that perspective, it's like, wow, you know, like obviously I would love to get in there with anybody on that level to at least learn from them about what it takes to get to that level, to be at that level, you know? Um, but in terms of like, obviously I think I'm going to assume that what you sort of meant was like, Oh, who would like dream matches, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I mean, Punk's definitely up there, probably number one, because Punk was the guy that got me to transition from like little kid fan of wrestling to like getting into it, like getting into the weeds of it. Like, how does this work? Like, how did how do you do this? Like on a functional level to be a fan of pro wrestling, he, you know, because I, I was 13 when he cut the when he cut the pipe bomb. So I was like right at that age of like, you know, the rebellious adolescent, like, oh, you know, I want to buck the system and all that, <laughs> which was him, you know? So like, he's definitely up there for me and his matches are incredible. Um, oh God. You know, if I could wrestle like somebody like, oh God, Randy Orton. I don't even got it. That's not even a day of work. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know. That's a that's literally a dream. You would have to pinch me to wake me up. Um, <laughs> Cena definitely. If he, you know, depending on, um, you know, we don't really know what his schedule's like, but if he did sort of come back for a match here or there, hopefully I could, you know, I could be one of them. <laughs> um, in terms of like guys that I just love seeing, I just love watching their work. Um, FTR, like as somebody who's not a tag team, like wrestler i i'm not in a tag team i've never really been super like i obviously you know if somebody asked me to do a tag match i would try my best to do a tag match but 
Like I, I, I don't have the same appreciation for it as they do because I just, I just can't comprehend it that way because you know, I'm just me. I'm just some pleb, but like them, even their single, like just fundamentally wrestling, you know what I mean? Like one one like they're just so much fun to watch. Like as a student, you know what I mean? Just the, how crisp they are and the, the fundamentals, man, they don't do a bunch of crazy shit. You know what I mean? But but the stuff that they do is so believable. And it's like just every little detail is so on point. Like I'll never I'll never get tired of watching guys like FTR. Um, I uh yeah, those are just that's some the it's funny you mentioned FTR. Uh that's probably them and American Alpha and NXT black and gold. Um was oh, prime NXT my- dude. Yeah, probably one of my top matches of all time. That's so. Yeah, NXT was I'll, never better. I'll piggyback off that one, um, you know, because we all do it. Um, you know, when you're playing the latest WWE game, or maybe you're a Fire Pro guy, I don't know. But if you had a dream opponent of all time, of all time, not just in the wrestling business today, I mean, it, could we see the? I mean, we had a we had a friend who is not a professional wrestling fan. Uh, we brought to uh, oh brought yeah to yeah yeah I remember this. You guys told me about this. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, he t- he said that you gave him Macho Man vibes. I mean, God. We, if we're if we're booking dream matches, Dallas, could we uh, see that the the heartthrob versus you know? Uh, I would Macho love Man I, Savage. I I don't care who it is or what qualifications they do or don't have. If anybody is going to tell me that I give off macho man vibes, I'm doing something <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, because I was a macho guy over a Holt guy. Like when I start, when I, when I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch all the old stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cause you know, you got to watch the old stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. I was always like, hell yeah, macho man. And I would like, I would, <laughs> I would like I did I was like I did a lot of like goofy stuff in high school. I did like I did I tried forensics once. Um I was on like the media team. Uh I was a theater kid. I played football. Like I did a whole bunch of different stuff and um what, like I would sometimes just come up with these skits or these like silly uh characters that were just wrestlers that I would like basically take all their mannerisms and then apply it to whatever context I was doing a project on or something. So like I would literally rip off entire macho man promos and everybody was like dying. They were laughing so hard. And I was just like, (laughs) you suckers don't know. I am unoriginal as fuck. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, dude, macho, like God, yeah, I mean, sure. Who doesn't want to wrestle Macho Man? Are you kidding? Yeah, um, I'm, in in one of Doctor Strange's fourteen million and one universes that he saw, um, the the Iron Man the Iron Man snap happen. In one of those fourteen million Dallas in nineteen eighty seven at WrestleMania three, you are going one on one in front of ninety three thousand people. Damn, I was born like Dragon forty Star years quick, or yeah, about. 20 30 years quicker 40, wow 40 yeah 40 years what the well, fuck Dallas? i was born in 98 man 
All right. I was born. I was born in '88. So when oh, we're talking about geez. WrestleMania three, and you're like 40. <laughs> well, years I gotta be that. old enough to like be at that level too. You know what I mean? I gotta have. Some, right. I gotta have. Right. I gotta be veteran, especially then, dude. You gotta be veteran status to even get considered for that kind of level. But, but you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe in one of those 14 million realities, I wrestled Macho Man, and I'll take that because that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Um. But one other one would definitely be. And this is for the weirdest reason that that I don't think anybody would think. Taker. And not because, not even because of the match. But this is one of like those Taker moments that everyone as a fan knows. When he's making the 15-minute walk down the ramp at Mania and his music's playing and there's smoke everywhere and the lights are all, you know, off and purple. And they pan over to like the opponent's face and you just see it on their face. I'm about to wrestle the undertaker at mania. I always wanted to have that shot of me being the guy who was like shitting his pants because he's about to wrestle taker at mania with the music going on and like the lights and everything. I don't know why, but that to me was like, that's what I want. And like, I you know I don't I I don't know how you explain that but but like that oh, always yeah. stuck out to me as like a moment you know what I mean like if I could yeah. have a moment that would be definitely one that I want as as diehard wrestling fans like there's always those weird moments like there's I little get, things I that get we top. I oh you get do top. oh you're one of those guys. Yeah, I would right, love this it. just went from here to here. This, yeah. I, I, you know, so I'm, but there's other moments. I mean, like, I don't want to just get chopped. I mean, I would, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, I would love, I would love to get German suplex by Brock Lesnar. Like, that. you're I mean, a fucking, oh, you have kids. You have kids. What's wrong with you? It's, uh, that was awesome. I was no, talking. I was no. talking. I was talking mad shit awesome. to Moonshine. I, I was talking mad shit to Moonshine Mantel. I would. I would. Of course, you, know. you were because Moonshine's <laughs> always the guy that everybody's like. Oh, you want to come chat me? Let <laughs> me tell you. I'm talking to Moonshine enough for uh, time about that specific <clears throat> instance, which happens all the time. He's like. I'm not some fucking dancing monkey, guys, where you can just throw a peanut at me and I'll dance for you. I don't want to chop anybody. Like, and I, I sympathize with him because, like, who's the fucking whack job that's going to walk up to me and be like, hey, man, would you chat me? Like, no. You, what do you, why do you want me to hurt you? Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Especially something like, all right, and... I don't know how much 3B content you guys have consumed, but uh, if you've consumed enough, I'm sure you've heard Mike and I in our eternal debate for he he would rather get power bombed than a ch- than take a chop, and I think it, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because let yeah. me tell you, if you get power bombed you very likely are getting concussed. You very likely will have neck damage, something in your back, whatever. Power bombs are no joke. You know what? I, a chop is, is, it's a flesh wound. You know what I mean? Like at worst, right. you lose some skin. 
It's not being concussed. It's not brain damage. So like the fact that he'd rather take a power bomb. I just, I don't get some wrestling fans these days. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? We used to backyard wrestle. So I mean, (laughs) I've been, I've been DDT'd on paint cans and, um, (laughs) so that's what's wrong with you, huh? Yeah. (laughs) See, I was never that guy. I was always the let me pretend to be Ric Flair and lock my brother in a sharpshooter and not let go. I wasn't the I wasn't the hardcore guy. I wasn't the let me go like jump off of the roof of my house. Like that stuff, like I don't know what the hell is wrong. Why the hell are people yeah, we what, did we, we, we did ladders somebody and, don't want to do that? Uh, watching watching guys like you, I guess. That's right? shit hurts, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, oh, there's some there's some dumbass little kids sitting there at the at the stands and uh you know some young preteen and watching you and then he's like oh man i can't wait to i can't wait to chop somebody or powerbomb somebody and then there's and then there's the kid that eats his boogers sitting right next to him going man i really want to take a chop <laughs> well as someone who's taking plenty of chops let me tell you don't want to take them <laughs> it's it ain't all it's cracked up to be kids stay in school <laughs> that's funny do you uh do you have any uh do you have any uh matches coming up lined up you got any ventures you're getting ready to uh appear at um well i know that um csw is doing their event uh strapped on the tw- not the 27th on the what's 14th next week it's next week uh i think it's 14th um uh i'll probably be there um i don't know if it will be in uh in the same capacity it might just be as a spectator or somebody to help out but um you know i know like it's a local place and i would love to see pro wrestling in kansas city thrive so uh i'll probably be there um i will also, I will definitely be at Journey Pro's next show on the 27th. Come hell or high water, nothing is stopping me from making this one. I'm not going to get sick. Nothing is going to spontaneously combust. Okay? I'm putting it out there in the universe. Nothing is keeping me this time. Okay? Just so we're all clear. There you go. And that, that, that event, um, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, it's, uh, what headlocks for the cure. It's going to benefit. Uh, a, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's an awesome, that's an awesome cause. So we're going to get into that later on, but yeah. So, um, so, you know, we were watching the, uh, the event, um, a couple nights ago. Um, I think it was night two for journey and, um, someone, I wish I would have wrote down the guy's name, um, on the Twitch stream, he was, <laughs> it was during a Sam Beal match and he, he commented something, um, about a, uh, wanting to see a hair versus hair match between Dallas Cade and Sam. Saw that. I saw that comment. <laughs> I don't know if he, if he knew you were in there or not, but he, he mentioned it. So I mean, um, my name was right there. So I don't know right. how the hell somebody misses that, but I did see that. Um, yeah. and like, I guess, since it already happened, it doesn't really, I can't get in too much trouble if I divulge this, but, um, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, so JJ ended up having to step out. 
Um, this was before, this was way before, uh, I think they, um, officially announced that. So JJ's replacement against Sam was supposed to be me. And, uh, we had tried to book Sam and I in a match before, and he ended up, uh, having some problem with the Missouri athletic commission because they're a bunch of crooks. So that's twice now that fate has prevented us from crossing paths. And right. it, it almost just for the sake of being like, no, this is going to happen. It, I, I almost want it that much more now. So right. I will, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously I don't know what uh, the future holds, but I wouldn't be opposed to uh, standing in there with somebody who, for whatever reason, everybody just sees some kind of like similarity between uh, Sam Beal and I. And I, I, I don't know whatever for, but <laughs> I, I have a feeling that our paths will cross eventually. Sure. So Dallas, when, uh, when and where was your first match? Hmm. Um, the official match. My first official match was February 9th, 2018. I think it was early February. I have it. I have it in here somewhere in my phone. Um, it was a tag match. It was me and Kenny Alfonso against, um, one of the Regal twins, I can't remember which one because they were uh, the Royal twins at the time, and yeah. Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez, um, and they like there they did um, they were doing these like little backstage uh, videos uh, that they called behind the league, and um, the they had like a they filmed some of the match, and then they asked me a couple questions like before and after. Um, and there was they. I think somebody when NWL went down took as much of the NWL footage from the YouTube page that they could and put it back up. So it's all still out there somewhere. Um, but it yeah, was. I was watching a little bit of it a, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh wow! So okay, cool. So yeah. like I knew I knew it was still out there, but I didn't know I didn't know really how many people like either still watched it or even knew that it was still out there because um, it's still like it's like I said it's still out there somewhere, but. Yeah, I uh, I was looking for I, I was looking something up and I or I was trying to find um, CSW uh, mm -hmm. the owner um, or not not the owner uh, the promoter. Um, mm -hmm. He was in NWL and yeah. I couldn't remember his name in NWL. I knew he was kind of I knew he had a tag team partner and one of the events that Josh and I had went to. Uh, they did a beat down um, on uh, Mike Outlaw, mm -hmm. um, or no, it wasn't Mike Outlaw. It was uh, it was Danny Birch because Danny Birch was fighting yes. Jeremy White. That That's night. right. Yeah. Okay. So and yeah, then, the guy you're, you're thinking of Michael Strider. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Strider. And mm -hmm. uh, um, I found a video of Kyle O'Reilly wrestling in NWL. That's right. Yeah. And I found it, it's a it's a um, I found it through a Twitter page that was NWL memes, but then they had a bunch of videos and I went to the link and the videos 
are a lot of stuff uploaded. And yeah. it was recently, it was like within the past year and a half that it was uh, a lot of these videos were uploaded. Um, so YouTube, and I'll find that for you. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I did actually, I actually didn't know until like way after the fact that Kyle O'Reilly had ever appeared for NWL. Um, yeah. Cause that was, that was, I'm pretty sure that was before my tryout. Um, Cause they were, they were around for like about eight months or so maybe longer uh before my uh before my tryout but but yeah there was a lot of like little like little gold mines out there floating around from the nwl days it's a lot of good yeah. stuff yeah and you can find baby dallas in there somewhere every once in a while <laughs> me with me with my my stupid short hair and my bright orange staff shirt and you know me just try just you know failing to keep the peace and get fans to move out of the way from you know raving brawlers but uh yeah there's a lot of good stuff in there outside of that yeah um so we talked about your first match um as far as uh what do you like what current ventures do you have going on right now other than CSW um, well, obviously I'm still as involved as I can be with journey. Um, just at, like they started up when there was no wrestling going on in Kansas city. And it was a lot of, uh, people, there were not a lot. There were some people involved that, you know, were connected from the NWL days and, it was just so important for us to like have a place in Kansas city because Kansas city supports professional wrestling. Um, they, they, the, the wrestling fans in Kansas city do want a local place. And I think journey has proven that time and time again. Um, and they've, they've helped me a lot too. Uh, so I do, uh, I do as much as I can for them. Uh, I wish there was more that I could do from, uh, just beyond, um, a talent perspective, just because, uh, you know, doing literally anything I possibly can to help out, um, because I want to see them succeed as much as I want, you know, myself or any of the talent to succeed. Um, and it, they, they have, you know, they've done, they've done a lot that I think, um, doesn't necessarily get the credit that maybe it should, um, and CSW now is trying to do the same thing with like a different area in the Metro and presenting a different brand of, uh, wrestling. And that's important. Um, and I'm, you know, they're, they haven't been around as long and I'm not as involved, uh, with CSW, but it, the same thing goes because I want Kansas city professional wrestling to succeed and to thrive. And so, you know, if ever there was a, a way that I could be of service, I'm going to do what I can um, if they ask, you know, and, and even if there was something they needed me to do that I maybe didn't know that I could do, I would certainly try um, because like I was brought up in pro wrestling, treating it like a team effort with a team atmosphere and everybody working together to make sure that uh, the show was as good as the show could possibly be so that everybody, you know, everybody wins uh rising tides lift all boats 
however the saying goes. Right. And uh, okay. that's that's how I feel wrestling should be presented or should be approached. Um, so to see, you know, a lot, especially on the independent level, where it's a lot of just looking out for yourself and self-preservation and uh, just all, all the chicanery that goes on sometimes. It was a tough adjustment for me at first. Right. Um, so that, in terms of wrestling, that has been a lot of my uh, biggest priority. But outside of wrestling, I've just been doing a lot of like, a lot of uh, sort of growing pains, um, you know, not just as a wrestler, but as a, you know, a adult in his young twenties, <laughs> um, still trying to like figure out sort of how I'm, how I'm going to make things work. And, um, while being in the unique position of having found something that you're passionate about and that you want to do, um, for, you know, some, I guess what you want to sort of be known for doing, um, or that's what most people call a job or a career these days. Um, but that, that very passion, that thing, not being something that you can support yourself with, um, at least not in the current circumstances, uh, trying to make that work and sort of finding how that, how that looks for me and what works and what doesn't. And like I said earlier, when, you know, coming up with the hair metal heartthrob, just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, and it's a process, you know, uh, it, this, this past, like, especially since COVID it's been a lot of like personal growth for me and a lot of, uh, you know, sort sort of taking a step back even from wrestling and focusing more on myself as a person and, um, the aspects of my life outside of wrestling that, I wasn't paying enough attention to, uh, before the pandemic. Um, and so that's mostly been what a lot of my, um, attention has been towards outside of wrestling. Um, but especially now that journey has Agnes, um, I'm slowly going to be able to start, uh, devoting more of myself and my energy and focus back into wrestling. But, I'm definitely going to be more cautious this time around to do so in a way that doesn't disturb, you know, the delicate balance that ultimately I think leads to what people experience as a joyful or peaceful life. Right. Agreed. For sure. Yeah. You know, we, we started this whole thing for, you know, we, we, we pitched back and forth different ideas on what, uh, you know, what our podcast could should consist of. You know, originally we were going to talk about, you know, the mainstream WWE, but we figured there's there's so many people doing that. Yeah. So we when we went to uh, that DWF CSW event, you know, that kind of, you know, sparked our interest to say, hey, you know, let's instead of doing mainstream, let's do let's do the indies. You know, Chase and I have been to multiple NWL events, journey events um, in the past pre-COVID. And, um, and and it was something that kind of sparked our interest. And it, it's crazy you know, we're promoting these, these companies and, um, you know, we, we came into this saying, all right, we're going to promote journey pro. We're going to promote St. Louis anarchy. We know there's a, there's, there's a, you know, Harley races school and WLWs right there in mm -hmm. Troy. Um, so we're going to promote them and we're going to be I 70. We're going to do Kansas and Missouri, but you know, we're only four weeks in, you know, 
we learned about a company called KCXW in Kansas City. We didn't even know it was there. Mm. Um, Glory Pro in St. Louis didn't. We never knew Glory Pro was there. Um, and there's one in, in Salina. I think it's called KCXW or no, I'm sorry, that wrong. It was X XWE. I think is what it's called. And uh, mm-hmm. and they're having an event in June. So like you know, just in the short time we've done it, we're we're learning more about the indie scene and and uh, you know, yeah, kind of excited to you know talk about them for sure. Yeah, man. I mean that that was exactly the same approach that we ended up having. Uh, Mike and Kevin, and I was because uh, covering mainstream just you know they didn't enjoy doing it. And I didn't necessarily want to do it because especially as it, it's, it's just a, a, a weird sort of position to be in as somebody who's like, who, you know, if you're going to be one of those talking heads on the internet and somebody who has a podcast and with how oversaturated that market has gotten mm-hmm. and, you know, to sort of be a nobody who has no real time put into that experience. Um, it, it's, it's sort of an awkward position to sit there and like, even think about criticizing the work of a place that you sort of want to be under their employment. So it's like, you know, we ultimately were like, you know what? Uh, there's places here around us right now that we engage with, like literally in the same room and, we want them to do as good as we possibly can because, you know, we know some of these people and uh, it's just as important to have thriving indies as it is to have a thriving mainstream, uh, you know, uh, product. So that's exactly what we tried to do is we wanted um, to promote local talent, local shows, uh, local events, and try to just help uplift as many of them as we possibly could. Um, And now with, you know, we, I don't know if we necessarily uh, communicated it as much when it was all happening, but with the whole dissolvement of our uh, KCPN uh, partnership, we're all kind of just like, we don't really know what we do now, especially since you've got pods like you guys that are starting to pop up and uh, the total spot fest guys um, who... (laughs) who I've met a couple of times, Um, you know, like now there's this new crop that's starting to come up and, and, you know, pick up where we left off. Um, But that's ultimately what the goal is, right? You want to uplift those around you. You want to help make these other companies that you have already, you know, uh, been a fan of and supporter of and help them do as well as they possibly can, despite how big or small your, um, efforts might be for sure for sure before so, we uh hang on chase before we uh before you move on i want to talk about tammy waterman's comment she said don't forget about pcw and i believe she's talking about prairie championship wrestling in hutchison kansas mm-hmm. thanks, Tam- thanks tammy for that was that up. the that was where my last man standing match that i mentioned previously that was the company that that match took place with Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Tammy, I appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, so Dallas, I've got a couple, a couple of things here for you. Um, and we mm-hmm. will, we will wrap up the, the interview part of it. Um, where do you see Dallas Cade in five years? <laughs> That's um, man, you know, 
God. I I used to absolutely hate those questions. Uh, just be like, I, I did too when I was your age, right? Um, because, you know, but I at twenty three Dallas, I had three kids, man. Um, and I was Sheesh. just, you know, I, I can't was, imagine uh, having three kids right now, man. Yeah. Oh man, I can't imagine having one, dude. <laughs> I had I had three kids, but I had them later in life. Mine are still you know under three years old, but. Yeah, he had he, his he pretty just, early in life. He yeah. just had like he just had his three kids. So yeah. you know, like I said, at twenty three, I had three. Um, you know, I was just going. You know, whatever. Right. You know, I was working and grinding and and doing what I could to pay my bills and yeah. and you know that question like where do you see yourself in five years, man? When I started asking myself that question, I, I I'm so much happier. I feel like I have control. You know, and, and maybe it's because. Maybe it's because I am older, um, but you know, like that was the one thing I like. I kept punching myself. I was like, "Man, I wish I would have, wish I would have projected or like, you know, planned when I was twenty, when I was twenty-three. Right. You know, yeah. um, I didn't buy my first house until I was thirty-one. Um, right. You know, all that stuff. So yeah, that's you know, definitely. I I uh, I know what you mean, man. I. I, I, like I said, when I was your age, I hated those questions too. So <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the reason is just because of, uh, like, you know, the certain experiences that I've had up to this point in my, uh, very, you know, short young life, um, that have sort of shown me how easy it is for like plans to be disrupted and, um, yep. how quickly, you know, fit can hit the shan and yeah. you're you've sort of got to think on your feet and call an audible and um how you know if you're caught unaware that you know that can really send you back that can really have you sort of just reeling and um uh i saw what it did to like the people around me um and i sort of didn't want to be in that same position so I sort of more put a value on being able to adapt and being able to uh, like just recognize what it is that I can excel at or see seizing an opportunity when it's presented to me because boy, let me tell you, mama Cade was very concerned when her firstborn came home and said, I'm going to go to a wrestling tryout. Um, but you know, and, and even still like, you know, uh, now with COVID and everything, and we're we're seeing the hopefully the back end of that, um, and the effects that it's had not just on wrestling but on everyone and everything. Like, uh, you know, it, it it can be very hard to to uh, like collect yourself, to gather yourself, and to to sort of feel ready to make any of those big jumps. But um, I'm definitely at a point where. I'm not uh, not trying to uh, be a prisoner of like paralysis by analysis. You know what I mean? Because despite what the hair metal heartthrob might appear to be, it's very deliberate. It's very uh, intentional. Very like there's a lot of thought and sort of uh, intent that goes into a, even the little things. So that's a lot of how I approach life outside of wrestling too. Um, I would like to think that in five years, I'm a lot more active 
uh, in wrestling. And perhaps, you know, hopefully in five years, I'll start, I'll have at least started to uh, scratch the surface on reaching that next level and uh, being of value and of service to a company like AEW or Impact or, you know, WWE, where uh, I can be i can fill a a, a full-time role um or if you know reg- you know you just you never know how it goes you know one the next bump could be your last so uh if five years if in five years i'm not wrestling anymore i hope that whatever it is i'm doing is something that i'm passionate about that i'm good at and that i can excel at and that uh i can offer something to everyone else to leave whatever it is I'm coming into better than it was when I arrived. That's what my goal was with NWL. That's what it's been with journey. Um, that's what it is with wrestling. And that's what it's going to be with anything else that I do outside of wrestling, which, uh, I definitely want to start putting a little bit more emphasis on because, um, the, the, the pressure that having an approach an all or nothing approach to wrestling with is can be so harmful and it can get you burnt out and it can leave you feeling all this pressure. Like, you know, everything has to be um, great. Every success has to be had. And it, you know, feels very extreme, very life or death. And that's not, that's not uh, a formula that I find leaves you feeling fulfillment, leaves you feeling that success or, um, lets you even enjoy the ride. Um, so that's a lot more of what I'm focused on now is like I said earlier, that balance and, and enjoying the things that I actually do enjoy doing. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Enjoy, enjoy it while you can, man. Um, cause you know, like I said, when you, when you get our age, uh, and you know, not just our age, you know, I know that's so cliche, Oh, when you're my age, you know, oh, yeah. seriously, you know, I, and, and, you know, I've, my daughter's 17. So, um, you know, and I tell my daughter, I'm like, you know, like, Hey, enjoy, enjoy high school because when you're 22, you're going <laughs> to wish that you went back or you wish oh, yeah. you were no. over. And yep. when I was 27, I was like, I wish I could do 22 or 23 over and right. at, 30, yeah. at 34, I'm like, man, I wish I could do 28 over. So completely right. understand. Uh, speaking of that, if Dallas Cade today could talk to Dallas Cade, let's say 17 year old or 18 year old Dallas Cade, Ooh. what would you tell him? Ooh. Oh man. Oh, oh God. Um, how much time do I got? Um, <laughs> All the time in the world, brother. Oh, well, then shit, I could write a fucking novel for him. Good <laughs> God, if I got that much time. Oh, man. Um, gosh, I've thought about this, you know, because while I personally hated high school and I am very glad to be out of it, um, there are I do understand what you mean. There are yeah. um, aspects of how simple that time was that I wish you know, you could just get that back. Uh, I'm not a fan of do-overs. I'm not a fan of having regrets because that's beyond my control. The past is the past. Um, but yeah, there's definitely that yearning for that, just the, the simple things again. 
Um, and I think, ooh, ooh, what would I tell? Because 18-year-old Dallas is probably about to do his, either is about to do his tryout or um, might have final might have just stepped in the door um that's a lot there's you know of all the things that i could tell him man i would probably just uh i would probably just tell him to have fun i mean because while it was, it was an incredibly fun nine months that I spent learning there. And, you know, the experiences that I had are unlike any that I think any 19 year old would have had, you know, going to junior college or whatever. Um, just, just like enjoying the little things and really being present and taking everything in because we were told very often guys nothing none of this this can all be gone tomorrow like none of this is gonna like this this will not last forever like get what you can out of it now and enjoy it so that when it is gone you will have taken everything that you could from it and we were all like oh yeah but i mean it's nwl you know we got weekly television and we've got you know the millionaire major based in and then one day we get that group text with no nothing gone. Like it's over. Like not it's going to be. It is like that. And that was that was like a lot a sort of process at that time because it wasn't two or three months later that over half the people I had come to know and love that have brought me up and been the only people to like take me in and like educate me as a, you know, as a person, you know, at 19 years old, they were gone. They were going back home. They were going across country. They were, uh, you know, trying to get on TV. They were doing their own things. Like, you know, some of them had families and they had to take care of them and, you know, it was gone. So I think knowing how much I still to this day look back on that nine-month period, I would tell 18-year-old Dallas, who's about to enter that nine months, to enjoy as much of it as humanly possible. Nice. I like it. I like I it. What, um, so, I, I, I got a question here to kind of, cl- I guess, cl- close to closing it out. but um, Sure. What uh, if 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 we've got any bookers or promoters on the uh, on the podcast? Uh, where would uh, where would one go to find Dallas to uh, to book you for one of their shows? Um, I do like I said, I do a lot of my uh, like promoting and uh, professional stuff on uh, my social medias: um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Dallas Cade, um, and. That's usually where you can, uh, you know, slide in the DMs and <laughs> uh, not that there are a whole lot of, you know, promotions sliding in the DMs of a young kid who's never been anywhere. But, uh, hey, man, Dallas Cade's willing to travel. So, well, well, yeah. Dallas, you know, that's this uh, 
you know, that's the goal for, for this show. And, um, yep. you know, you're our first guest and, um, yeah, you guys misled me with that. You did. I, I was told a guest. I was not told the first. That is really? a whole new pressure that yeah. I did not know ahead of time I was going to have to deliver on. But hey, I hope I hope that I suffice. I hope that Fuck. I did the pod justice. Fucking hell, Josh, you're fired. I, um, I could have sworn I told you that was my bad. I didn't mean my to bad. throw you under the bus, man. My but bad. yeah. <laughs> No, we do appreciate you coming on. Though we were, you know, you know, again, we talked to you at the at the show, you know, mm-hmm. four weeks. This is our fourth week doing this thing, and and you know, to have 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 one of the wrestlers, one of the boys, come on the show, and dude, it was we were hey, extremely man. excited for it. So I appreciate it. I was excited too. I am very thankful. I'm honored to have been the first. Uh, I would gladly be the first repeat. Um, I appreciate that of all the people you guys could have got. You know, I'm. I'm very thankful that y'all came to me. I appreciate it. Um, I know what it's like to be four weeks into a pod and be to be doing the grind and trying to promote it and getting it out there and trying to get those social media views and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can appreciate the hustle. Yeah, dude, it's that's the thing about stuff like like this, all of this content stuff, uh, performative. Uh, anything, any industry that's performative like that, wrestling, whatever, man, you know, it takes that full-time job effort without yeah. getting that full-time job paycheck, without yeah. getting uh, a lot of the stuff that you normally would with your nine to five or your 40 hours a week. Um, so you really got to do it for the love of it. You really got to be passionate about it. And um, it's, you know, it's really not got to be about the success. It's not got to be about what you can get from it, but what you can give to it. And um, that's, I guess, if anywhere to wrap this interview portion, that would be a profound place to do it. <laughs> sure. So, um, Chase, did you want to do you want to take a quick break before we uh, jump into the journey stuff? Yeah, no. Um, uh, again, Dallas. Um, you know, like I said, man. Um, you know, not to hammer too hard on it, but you have no idea how much this means. Um, we decided you were going to be the first one we asked because you were the first one we asked at uh, DSW slash uh, or DWF slash CSW, um, and you you never hesitated. There was never a moment where you looked at us and we're like, ah. Eh. You know, I told you, I was like, hey, man, like it's it's small time. And you were like, hey, we're all small time and we've all we've all been small time. So yep. he was like, you were like, yeah, hit me up and we'll, we'll guys. Do I'm small time. OK, yeah. and I'm I'm very small time and I don't see that. I, there's not a very large indication of that change in any time soon. I will never be bigger than any person, anything, any uh, project or None of that because I I know what it is. I know what it's like to come across somebody who does kind of see that or feel that way. They come across like that. It sucks. All right. I'm I'm a very big proponent of the golden rule. I uh you know, I want to treat others the way I would want them to treat me. And I know what it's like to be like the nothing podcast that nobody's heard of that went out and asked somebody. Like I remember when Mike was uh you know, that was sort of what, that's what my in was with Mike and Kev was, I was like, well, I'm kind of connected to some of these wrestlers that you guys might want to interview. So if you, you know, I, you know, that was sort of my, my, my way to weasel into that. 
Um, and anything I can do to help, that's always just been sort of what I've, uh, I've said to people, you know, uh, whether it be promoters, whether it be, um, other, you know, people that are younger than me in their journey of, uh, becoming a pro wrestler, um, whether, you know, you guys and your podcast, it, anything that I can, like the fact that you guys came to me, I'm honored. I'm, I appreciate it so much. And I'm glad that I could uh, be here for your guys' first. And thank you everybody that came to listen or watch. Um, thank you for everybody that's watching the replay. And I wish every single one of you guys, all of the, the best success that you can possibly be given and uh, all the best. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we are going to take a break. We're going to take five. Um, we're going to come back and we are going to talk about uh, Journey Pro. All good things flow into the city. Um, this was, uh, I, I mean, if we, Josh, we're sitting here at a, an hour and 50, brother. Um, <laughs> if, we, if we get through nothing, I want to get to the main event. So, um, yes. stick around. We'll, we'll, we'll we're going to be talking about journey pro and then we're going to be closing out Dallas. You sticking around brother. Um, I've been, my phone has been buzzing, uh, on and off, uh, for the past, I guess, uh, 30 minutes or so. So I probably good. should head out, but, uh, okay. good. I, Hey, what, if, if you guys are covering a show that I'm actually on next time I come around, then by all means, be. maybe we'll cut the interview just like maybe a little less than two hours, and then we can cover that show, and I'll stick around you're, for that with you guys. You're, you're good, man. Like I said, <laughs> we 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 greatly appreciate it. Um, hey, me too, Dal- Dallas, I, I see you. Uh, I, I see you with some championships under your belt in the next five years. Hell so. yeah, Shit, I hope uh, so, man. Hell yeah, uh, I love gold. <laughs> so uh, so you know, Dallas. Uh, I've, I, I, we watched that match. You got charisma. You got skill, man. Um, you know, there's there's nowhere else but up, dude. So, thank um, you man. again. Appreciate it. A, appreciate it. Um, much love. Uh, go out there and uh, do Kansas City wrestling proud, brother. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm gonna do my best. Wow. Until next time, I see y'all. Heartthrob out. There you go. See you, man. All right. If you guys are if you guys are still here and you guys are watching, we're gonna take five. We're gonna be right back. The screen's gonna say show's starting soon, but the show has already started. We are just in intermission. Um, and here's some fantastic, fantastic elevator music for you guys to chomp on for a little bit while we take five. So be right back. Okay. Um so out of curiosity, are we still having issues with the chat? You got to unmute yourself, numb nuts. The chat, the chat appears to be working just fine. Okay. We had a we had a blip we had a blip there uh, for a good, um, probably fifteen minutes, and I could see people commenting on my phone, but it was not showing up on the side. But we are good now. Yeah, I I was trying to I was trying to like like reset it without having to reload the page, 
Um, because obviously, if I would have reloaded the page, um, we would have been uh, up Shit's Creek. But Brody just put like Tiller randomly, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he uh, I think maybe Tiller popped in, possibly. I'm not sure. Um, I can't see who joins the chat, but anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for you guys for sticking around. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get back to our regular scheduled programming and uh, talk some Journey Pro. There you go. And I am extremely excited to talk about this. This was a uh, phenomenal two night event. Um, Josh knows every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, guys. Um, you know we kind of talked. We kind of you know jumped around it, skipped around it at the beginning of the show just because we were trying to you know make some time for Dallas. But, uh, you know, what did you think? You know, we'll go night by night. You know, I, you know, we've been on this for almost two hours, so we're not going to go match by match like we probably would have had we not had the interview. But what was your impression of night one? Uh, maybe a match that stuck out to you of night one. Just what was your overall thoughts of night one for this journey event? Um, so I loved it because we were able to watch it, um, watch it live. Um, if you know, like we said at the beginning of the stream, if you don't, uh, it is journey to anarchy journey, the number two anarchy on Twitch. You can go watch, uh, watch their monthly events there. Um, it's fantastic. If you can make it out, um, being there in person is phenomenal, but if you can't for obvious reasons, whatever money sick, whatever the case is, um, you can watch it on Twitch. Um, and you can also watch the I-70 Hot Tag podcast and the uh, Dynamite Post Show presented by yours truly, CR Media, on twitch.tv slash crmedia1988. Um, if you haven't, please go give us a follow on there. Um, because eventually down the road, we will become Twitch exclusive. Um, but uh, I'm, I, want, I want Twitch to give me a paycheck first. So, <laughs> fuckers. Um, no, night one was, uh, night one was awesome. They did that thing with Jeremy Wyatt. You know, they played up this, they played up this whole thing for the past month, you know, where Jeremy attacked an official. Um, and was Jeremy, was Jeremy going to uh, you know, even be around in uh Journey Pro anymore? They were going to, you know, give him judgment or whatever they called it. Um, and I I felt like after watching night one, I was like, well. It's written in the stars. Jeremy Wyatt's going to uh, Jeremy Wyatt's going to continue kicking ass yep. um, and running amok in um, Kansas City independent wrestling. And uh, actually, I think uh, you know, I, I think I gave my prediction right there in the um, in, in the Twitch stream uh, where I was like, um, I think Laney Luck will make it to the finals. Um, that's that just seems like uh, you know. Journey Pro is all about doing things different. They uh, they they do yep. things a little bit differently than your normal wrestling companies. Like I said, their pay per view names, their um, just the way they do the way they run things. And so I thought, you know, I could see Laney Luck being going down to the finals with Jeremy Wyatt, and then Jeremy Wyatt knocking the shit out of her and taking the uh, Journey Pro Championship. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, Team Bussy versus the Howlets. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, but that's me pounding on my table because the Howlets got fucked out of the GCW Tag Team Championships. Yep. Um, that was that was stupid. 
Uh, I don't know what I don't know what she was doing. Somebody said her foot was on the ropes. I didn't see no foot on the ropes. I saw the Howlets kick her ass and pin her one, two, three. That's what yeah. I saw. And then and I, I saw that, that was the biggest pop that I had the entire night when I saw yeah. the Howlets winning the GCW tag titles. Yeah, like I was in awe for yeah. a second, and then and then yeah. all the shenanigans and shit happened. You know, so yeah. Team Bussy, they restarted the match. They retain, obviously, which was what we thought yeah. was going to happen. But they gave us that little glimmer of hope that the Howlets could uh, could have walked away with it. But yeah, and and regardless of you know like you know kayfabe aside, guys, um, this was the Howlets coming out party. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people in the Kansas City area um, who have known the Howlets for a while. Um, you know, and obviously the Howlets aren't exclusive to Kansas City. I know they've been around a little bit. They go, they go elsewhere. Um, but GCW is the hottest independent promotion right now. Um, they're just they're on fire. Um, they they started with death matches, and where they started picking up steam. Um, and they have just gone. Uh, they've just been trucking along. So for them to have a match with the the GCW Tag Team Champions, beat them, um, and not just beat them. They, like I said, the, I, my opinion, the Howlers kicked their ass and and pinned them. Reverse decision or not, you know, like I said, I, I feel like that was the Howlers coming out party, and uh, don't don't be shocked um, to see the Howlers um, in in further ventures besides just Kansas City. I hundred percent agree. Yep. Um, your your thoughts on night one? You you know you you somewhat mentioned it. The uh, you know I really love that that segment with with Jeremy Wyatt. Um, you know Walter came out to the ring. He's one of the Journey Pro owners, Walter Fulbright, and uh, basically was, you know, he basically said he they he doesn't he there's no spot in Journey Pro for. Uh, for Jeremy Wyatt. And then they, they went out and, and, and interviewed a couple fans. Um, you know, for the most part, they're, they're in the same boat as you and I, yes, heinous act against the referee, but he's too good of a wrestler. We want Jeremy Wyatt to stay in journey pro. So just as the announcer is getting ready to, uh, to, to make another announcement or ask another fan, uh, boom, Jeremy Wyatt pops in, knocks him on his ass, uh, takes the microphone and, uh, Basically, the rest is history. She uh, cuts a good promo, dares Walter to fire him, and uh, you know it, it gets to the point to where he he gets up in in Walter's face and says, "I need you to take your glasses off because I don't want to be charged with with you know sh- kicking your face in and <laughs> shards of glass getting shoved in your eye." So something <laughs> along those lines, and uh, yeah, so that 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 prompted the uh, the thumbs and buns, which we can I do want to talk about that as well. Uh, thumbs and buns, and uh, I believe it was Luke Langley came out to make the save, um, only for Luke Langley to turn and help Wyatt um, attack both uh, Jay Fowler and Mighty Micah. Uh, and then at the very end, they Wyatt got his super kick into the face of Walter. So great, uh, great heel promo. Um, you know, Wyatt did not have a match uh, night one. Um, his matches all fell on night two, so we could talk about that. But, uh, you know, that, that entire segment 
um, was phenomenal. And I love, you know, Wyatt, as good as he is in the ring, he's, you know, just as good on the microphone to play up just this asshole heel, make the crowd hate you. And he does a phenomenal job doing that. Yep. So I, I, uh, I, I cannot agree um, more. Um, night two. What, uh, what was your thoughts on night two? Two moments stuck out to me. Um, and I'm not going to say moments Two um, two matches, um, as being my two favorites, one Jeremy Wyatt versus JDX. I had never seen JDX wrestle prior to this. Um, at least not to my knowledge, but he is phenomenal. I mean, he is an athlete, and he he put on a hell of a show in in both of his matches. Um, I believe he had one night one against uh, who did he wrestle night one? Luke Langley. He beat Luke Langley, and then uh, his his round two match was against Wyatt, and that that match was a, a clinic, you know. And Wyatt, you know how good of a technical wrestler he is. They just played really well off of each other, had a really good match, and it was like a fifteen minute. May have been a twenty-minute match. It was a pretty long match for a second round. That was like a championship match, you know, caliber. The second match I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna have some some notes about this is uh, Gary J versus Effie, um, the stiff Robo Ginger, uh, the current Gateway Heritage Heavyweight Champion, um, getting to show off against the GCW um, half of the GCW Tag Champions, Effie. Um, just a, just a, you know, great match. They, I, th- I believe it was a, I don't know if it was a hardcore match or a no fault, you know, false count anywhere match. They, they were using weapons and um, the one specific spot they had a, uh, a, the guardrail, you know, laid out over the apron. One side was on the apron. The other side was on the other end of the guardrail. So they used it kind of like a table. And uh, I believe Effie suplexed Gary J into that guardrail off the apron. And um, that was the spot of the night for me. Uh, or spot of the match, but um, without getting into that main event, those two spots, um, two, two matches stuck out to me as uh, as memorable for sure. What about you? So uh, the two the two things that stuck out to me, obviously, Jeremy Wyatt JDX. Um, it was a fantastic match, um, and when when Jeremy won, I was like, well, here we go. This is, it's inevitable, um, like Thanos. Uh, it, Jeremy Wyatt was going to was going to continue uh, making history in the Midwest and become the first ever Journey Pro champion. Um, the Howlets defeating Thumbs and Bunts, and Fowler officially turning on Mighty Micah, um, which was a little heartbreaking. I uh, I didn't want to see it, but. Um, you could tell from the actions in night one that they were they were bound to turn on them, right? Yep. Uh, turn on each other. Uh, I'll tell you what was really funny was uh, was my, Mighty Micah was trying to get them to smile, and uh, and they uh, they weren't having it. And there's actually a tweet uh, where <laughs> Mighty Micah. Like was like, hey, like I know I got you guys, I know I got you, 
And then uh, Anaya was like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, you don't. We need to get the, um, uh, he, he was trying to get the hash, uh, you know, the Twitter hashtag. Uh, I think it was Mighty or Micah Howlett. Hashtag Micah Howlett trending. Um, so go, go to your Twitter pages and use the hashtag My, uh, Micah Howlett. Yeah. So <laughs> it was good stuff. Good, you know, it, it was very entertaining. You know, the Howlett's are, are no, uh, no shenanigans team and Micah was just trying to do everything he possibly could to uh <laughs> to to get in the break and uh both Anaya and uh Hoodie did a good job not doing that so um, yeah um and and as I've said plenty of times uh they um uh, I'm 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 a huge Hallets fan obviously um I love I love hoodie and Anaya, um, yeah. Uh, Before we get to the uh, to the main event, I want to I do want to give you know a big shout out to um, Wasteland War Party. Um, they they put on two great matches. Um, the 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 members of their of their team. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of Heidi Howitzer. She's uh, you know, in ring in her character, just the whole package. She's she's a phenomenal wrestler, and her being in there with, you know, you know, she's done it before. You know, we talked about this last week about how, you know, the women are are we're doing a lot of intergender matches, and um, she is, um, she's great, and I just wanted to give a shout out to her and um, that Wasteland War Party that uh, you know keep up the great work. It's 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 awesome to see her thrive in, uh, in the Kansas city area. So, um, big kudos to her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, uh, and I can't remember if this was from night one or night two. Uh, but you know, the, the guys, guys, potato chips, uh, the howlets, the howlets came out and were punting bags of potato chips into the crowd. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, so it, and I'll tell you what's weird to me, or or not weird. I mean, I guess it's not that weird, but how the Howlets are major, major heels in Journey Pro, and they're definitely not major heels, or at least they weren't in CSW. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's you know, fact, it's, yeah, fact, it's, those little, in fact, those little fuckers in the premiere were the heels in CSW. Yep. Not uh, not, not the howlets. Yep. So I mean, like it, it was cool. I liked it because I mean, you know, I love I love seeing them do hashtag heel shit in uh, Journey Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, like I said, man, uh, you know, getting getting a nice blood on me when uh, when we were at CSW was was cool as shit. Um, you know, being a part of the being a part or like being so close to the action right there, you know, so. Um, yeah, I, I was looking, I was trying to see if I could find that tweet from Anaya where he, uh, where he pretty much, um, told, uh, told Mighty Micah to piss off. Um, oh, he, here it is. Here it is. Okay. We'll, uh, let me get my thing over here. Jamie Christmas. When my second screen is so damn big that uh um yeah when it's so big that I have to like swipe 10 times but uh, i i don't know if you can see it let's see if i can zoom in on this page 
like right here. Boom, 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 boom. All right, there we go. Yeah, see, my uh, Mighty Micah put, if you look real close, you can see Hoodie smiling and trying not to laugh. I'm getting to these guys. It's going to happen one day. Hashtag Mighty Howlett. And then Anaya was like, he was laughing at you. <laughs> so, um, the main event. Um, Christian Rose versus Jeremy Wyatt for the first ever Journey Pro Championship. And right as we're getting ready to square this thing off, um, there were some terrible storms coming through the Kansas City area that night. Um, on both the Kansas and Missouri side. Can you stop and, can you stop sharing? Uh no. Sorry. I don't really want to. But uh um I, I wanted to I, I wanted to bring this uh over here. So like I said, there was some major storms coming through the Kansas City area. Um, and there was a lot of stuff going on. And right as the main event is starting, the Twitch stream goes out. And then, you know, we're, we're all told in the Twitch stream that like, Hey, like apologies, the power went out in the arena. And so then I'm like, shit, like here we are, we're, we're, we're getting ready to make history. And, um, and we're all like, we're, we're, we're about to, we're about to miss this. And I mean, this, this moment couldn't be more, I mean, I don't even know like what to say. Like there was a woman who started filming or started live streaming it from her cell phone and everybody, as you can see, is lighting the arena with their cell phones watching these two have this match. And it's just, um, it's professional wrestling, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's surreal. I mean, if you, if you guys haven't seen yeah. it, go to go check out their, their Twitter page. They've got pictures of it. Looking at just the multiple angles, you know, when you, when you yeah. think of an arena, especially an independent wrestling arena, if they lose power, it's going to be pitch black. You don't yeah. think that they're going to be able to wrestle, but when you look at these pictures, it is it is very you know I'm I'm just talking about it. I'm getting chills, wishing that I was in attendance to yeah. experience this moment because it was it was it was something special. Yeah, as soon as as soon as I found that live stream, I was like, and dude, like it's crazy because you know, like I enjoy commentators, I enjoy. Um, you know, uh, commentary is a huge, huge part of the pageantry of professional wrestling mm-hmm. um, with the production of it. And, but man, without this, you know, every single, every near fall, every, every big move, I mean, like, it was just, like I said, it was special. Um, and it made, uh, it made this event and the fact that it's the first ever Journey Pro champion like that much more and I, I mean you just you can't I can't say enough great things about it um other than shit like this like right here is why I 
love professional wrestling. So, um, yeah, as far as, um, journey pro God, do I still have the show starting soon? The background. That's cool. Um, um, no, I wanted to, I do want to, you know, big shout out to Christian Rose. He is yes. the first journey pro champion. He did something that night. Not only were they wrestling, you know, in the light of, of cell phones, um, but it, he also defeated Jeremy Wyatt, who I believe has never lost in Journey Pro prior to this. He has been undefeated in Journey Pro, and it has been a very long time. Could have been stemming back to losing to Dak Draper in NWL since Jeremy Wyatt has lost in Kansas City. He just did something. He beat Wyatt, who had not been uh, defeated for five years and in, in this, in this city. So um, great, great match from what I could see from the cell phone video. Um, very, very happy for Christian Rose. Um, I was kind of on board with you as well. When, when Wyatt went in that I thought, okay, here's, you know, they're going to have a good match. Wyatt's going to somehow pull this off, but um, it couldn't have been even better. Yeah. Could not have been a better. And, and, and Christian Rose, Christian Rose deserved, to win that journey pro championship. Mm-hmm. Um, not only did he deserve to win it, the fact that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you can't write it better than that. The fact that the lights went out, the fans, he was the fan favorite. Like, uh, the girl that was, the girl that was live streaming, it was screaming at the top of her lungs. Uh, every single time, you know, like, and she, she made that video. Like it was just, it was amazing. Um, and like I said, uh, the, the lights going out and what, what happened in this, what happened in this photo right here made, uh, made Christian Rose's title win that much more magical. So. Yep. Yep. We are uh, we are on the back end here, guy. Yeah, man. Um, there is, uh, you know, like, like you brought up at the beginning, you know, about how um, there's so much going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this uh, this little thing, um, this last little part that we have to go over here is 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 proof of it. That there is there is so much going on in Missouri and Kansas, and this is why we made this podcast to dedicate to this, and we will try and cover as much, if not all of this, as we can. Um, but did you want to say anything else about Journey Pro before we uh, before we we finish this up? Not about the uh, the event. Um, we've got a. I want to spend a couple seconds talking about their next event because it's for the for a cause, but. Um, we're good as far as the uh, all good things flow through the city. That's uh, okay. A plus show, guys. Great Fantastic. work. Fantastic. Yep. Um, St. Louis Anarchy uh, fight to live. There's uh, looks like there's going to be a lumberjack match. Uh, Dirty Jack uh, Durden versus Christian Rose. Um, and then next week, uh, Central States Wrestling um, strapped. Uh, Jeremy Wyatt versus Mike Outlaw for the DWF championship. Um, would definitely, definitely like to see what, uh, 
what CSW has in store for the, um, uh, for, you know, the central States wrestling championship, um, you know, would love to see if they're going to, you know, I love title designs, so I'm super excited to see what they do. Um, especially with, you know, central States, uh, being a, being a, a former, uh, NWA. So would love to see what, what title design they go with, you know, if they do, um, obviously might be a while for we see that. Um, looks like we've got, uh, the world league wrestling, um, and it is doing the rival riot rumble. Let's back up for a second. Uh, the reason why central States wrestling is doing that event called strapped is because they are going to have, um, uh, Derek Neal and Moonshine Mantel in a strap match uh, because at uh, No Turning Back, um, Moonshine Mantel's bitch ass. Um, that's right. I said Moonshine Mantel is a bitch. Um, his, uh, his manager uh, elected to uh, get involved, that little loudmouth punk, and... Um, Got a strap with Derek Neal and and whatnot. So, like I said, I'll uh, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be rooting for Derek Neal to uh, whoop the shit out of Moonshine Mantel with that strap. So that is why CSW's next event is called Straps, because Derek Neal's going to whoop some ass. So. And just throwing this out there, uh, the I seventy Hot Tag is going to be live in attendance to this to this event. So absolutely, um, absolutely. I might, I might, I might get my payback on on Moonshine Mantel at that event. Well, might we talked, to- to, yeah, we talked about uh, with Dallas about him. Uh, people always asking him to chop him. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be happy, happy to chop you. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd take a chop from Moonshine Mantel. I might, might have to. Might have to, might have to put, uh, might have to lace up the chaos chase boots and and <laughs> and whoop Moonshine Mantel's ass. So, uh, if not Moonshine, then at least his manager. So, right. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you you uh you kind of mentioned a little bit the WLW Riot uh, Rival Riot Rumble. Um, that's Harley Race's uh, school. They uh they're having a fifteen man over the top battle royal. I believe it's their annual. So yeah. there's been a few people announced for it. Um, you know, we talked about it last week. Leland Race um, is going to be in it. Derek who, who is Harley Race, who is Harley Race's son, who who now runs that promotion. Yep. Um, you know, since obviously uh, Harley Race has passed away. So yep, yep. And then uh, Derek Stone and Superstar Steve. There's been a couple other um, announcements. Um, for who's joining that, um, we'll get into that next week. I know we just wanted to kind of promote uh, this journey show. So ne- next week on the show, we'll uh, we'll dive a little bit more into that card and see who all else is going to be in that and the other matches on it as well. So uh, May twenty second, we've got Glory Pro presents uh, Massive Aggression. Um, one of the matches built on there um, is Davy Richards versus Eddie Kingston. Um, glory pro does, uh, you know, glory pro has a, a bunch of, you know, higher or not high, but more well-known, um, independent wrestlers on their shows. Um, you know, they had Ethan page at their last show, Dan Housen, um, you know, so 
Uh, one of the matches billed there is Davy Richards, uh, who is a um, who is a member of a very famous independent wrestling tag team, um, and then Eddie Kingston. May twenty seventh, Journey Pro headlocks for the Cure. What uh, what do you, what do you know about headlocks for the Cure, Josh? So it was just announced uh, within the last couple of days that this event is named after uh, it's named Headlocks for the Cure because all the proceeds to this event is going to benefit Head for the Cure Foundation, um, which is going to help them go gray for Brain Cancer Awareness Month. So um, I'm not sure. I don't want to talk out of line. Um, but I know one of their owners, um, DJ Stewart, I believe, um, um, has, is on the mend. I believe he's in uh, remission, but um, had cancer. I'm not sure if it was brain cancer or not, but it was cancer. He's he's on the mend now as well. But um, so this is very near and dear to their heart. So um, f- great cause. So this is something that um, you know definitely going to want to try to get out to for sure. Is is this going to be at the uh, um? Agnes uh, at, at Agnes. Yeah. I think that's going to be their, their permanent spot. That's, I think that's where their school is oh. and they're going to have their, uh, all their events at Agnes now. So, okay. good, which good. is great because they've, they've, they've had a hard time trying to lock down a, a, a facility. You know, they had that bar, they did uh, shows in there for a little bit. Um, and then they moved over to that coffee shop, which I'm drawing a blank. Dallas said it. Um, earlier and then now they finally have a, a spot to their own that i believe they own that building so good good um and then uh warrior wrestling who reached out to us on twitter um asking to help promote the event and um also asking to uh you know if we were interested um warrior wrestling is in st louis um i i want to make my way out to st louis um, but I need to make sure that, uh, that if I go out to St. Louis, I can come back the next night because I'm not staying in St. Louis, um, because I despise St. Louis. Um, it's a, sh- it's a shithole. So, um, that's, you know, it is what it is. Um, but at this warrior wrestling 22 event in St. Louis, uh, they will have Will Ospreay against Davey Richards. Um, which I'm very excited about would love, like I said, would love, love, love to make my way out to, um, St. Louis to, uh, to check out what that's about. Um, so more to come on that. We, like I said, we, uh, I'm, I'm debating. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, do I want to do it? Do I want to pull the trigger? Uh, right. you know, but, and then, uh, on June 4th in Salina, Kansas, um, in association with the Kansas Wrestling Alliance, um, they will be having former WWE superstar Eugene there. Uh, Nick, um, what's his name? Nick. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what his last name is. It is Nick, okay. though. Um, well, yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody will know unless you say WWE Eugene. So, yeah, um, WWE Eugene's gonna be there. Um, I have reached out to to their. Uh, their ownership on who's owning them, um, at least their Instagram page. And uh, they are, uh, they are excited to potentially collaborate and, and help us uh, 
interested in us helping to promote that event and uh, may possibly make an appearance on the show sometime in the near future. We'll work on that. Um, Sweet deal. But they are, yeah, XWE, they're in association with the Kansas Wrestling Alliance. So I'm, it's like a subsidiary of, of the KWA. So um, should be a fun event if, if, if you're around the Salina, Kansas area. It's on June 4th, and it is called Summer Heat. Yep. So love, love the love the play on on a classic wrestling. Uh, it it's got that classic wrestling name to it, you know, Summer Heat or Heat Wave or Summer Slam or, you know, whatever. So I yep. uh, I like that. I like that. I dig it. Um, like I said, I'm a I'm a sucker for those those cheap uh, those cheap wrestling uh, premium live event names. So, um. Future uh, future podcast shows um, looks like uh, looks like we've got us ourselves down for next Wednesday um, previewing WLW's rival uh, rival Riot Rumble, and we're going to touch on CSW straps before we make our way out there. Um, May nineteenth, um, Brody's uh, Brody Hall's birthday. Um, happy early birthday, uh, Brody! If you're still in here, Broderick. Um, we're going to break down the CSW strapped event, um, as you know, Josh and I both, uh, will be in attendance. Like I just said, we'll kind of talk about, you know, what, what happened. We'll share some pictures, some videos, uh, all that good stuff. And, um, uh, <laughs> uh, and then May 26th. Uh, we'll be previewing Journey Pro Headlocks for the Cure. So um, that's the that's the lineup, guys. Um, God, dude, two hours and thirty one minutes, brother. <laughs> I, uh, been a good one, though. It has, it has. You know, uh, like I said, Brody. I know you're still here. Um, whoever else was still watching, um, whoever else listens, whoever uh, was here earlier. You know, if you you catch uh, you catch the back end of it later on. Um, you know, like I said, it's eleven o'clock. Uh, understand people, you know, have to work and, and get up. So, um, you know, appreciate you joining while you did appreciate you staying, appreciate you, you know, just jumping in, whatever the case is. Um, I, I don't know what to say, man. We, this was a, this was, this exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, appreciate, Dallas, appreciate you guys. Dallas was, Dallas was awesome. Um, again, uh, can't say enough positive things about that um, and him him doing the show. Um, I guess the, according to the lineup, man, this is where we uh, we close out. Um, but before we do that, as usual, um, my name is Chase, your boy. Um, I uh, I run CR Media, um, and if you're looking or interested in CR Media. And finding us on social media, um, this this tag right here. Whoa, that is so weird. Um, I hate I hate this mirror camera stuff. Um, this tag right here at CR Media nineteen eighty eight is where you can find me. You're gonna find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, uh, the Tiki Talk. Um, and if you can, I would greatly appreciate it if you hit the like, the share, and the notification bell. Um, trying to hit a thousand followers on TikTok so I can go live so we can 
saturate the market. Um, and also, uh, trying to get to 50, 50 followers on Twitch. Um, you'll, you're going to be seeing CR media do a little bit more video games. Also, these, uh, these streams can be on, found on Twitch as well. Uh, so definitely go give a, go give it a follow on Twitch. Um, my friend Josh over here, um, who you can find him at the real Josh Elliott and he's on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok as well. Um, so go give him a follow the I 70 hot tag, which is where you're at right now, um, is on the I 70 hot tag podcast. My friend Josh over here runs the I 70 hot tag social medias. Um, and you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tiki talk. Um, go give him a follow, uh, doing a lot of fun stuff on, on the Tiki talk. Um, you know, I, I enjoy the videos. I know you're doing a lot of like stitches and duets with, uh, some wrestling content creators, which is, which is, yep. like I said, it's fun. It's a great community on, on the Tiki talk. So, yep. um, definitely, definitely go give a, a follow, a, a share, tell your friends, um, you know, we're, we're, we're over here having a blast and nowhere else, but up from here. So would love for you guys to join in on the journey. Uh, other than that, Josh, you got anything else? Nope. We're good. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. So for Chase with CR Media and my fantastic co-host, Josh, the real Josh Elliott, this has been the I-70 Hot Tag Podcast. Good fight. Good night. Good night.